Hey everyone, it's Andy here and uh, Dave, <laughs> the painted. Sure, you remember your name there? Yeah, that's. <laughs> so, so, why, why do you start off with such a difficult question? <laughs> uh, in the uh, second episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. <laughs> Yeah, once again, I know we had a great, um, great time recording the last episode, which yeah. was all around, um, you know, how dangerous high altitude trekking is. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go back and listen to that, and I uh, hope you really enjoy it. But today, what, what's the, what's this one all about, Dave? Um, well, the, uh, to be honest, this episode is just a complete load of kit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to use that one. Yeah, no, uh, no, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about equipment, trekking equipment. Nice and. Uh, why it means so much to us and why it should mean a lot to you. But um, what have you been up to, mate? I know you've, you've been what? Yeah, it's been it's been a busy couple of weeks, really. Yeah. Um, so it was my birthday. Yeah. So I yeah. uh, had a great time, had some mountain time. It's been great conditions over the last couple of weeks. Uh, well, actually, I know we're recording this now, but in November especially, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, North Wales, I went up to a place called Ogwen Valley. Yeah. Did some hiking there, uh, which was fantastic, and you know relates back to what we're talking about because it was winter conditions in the autumn. Yeah, but you're talking low like, two three two three foot of snow, icy. Yeah, you know, so I needed my crampons, needed my ice axe. Uh, it was very windy up there. Yeah, um, I saw the I saw the pictures and the videos, and um, to be fair, it didn't seem like something that I was expecting in the UK at that time of year. Normally, it's wet. Yeah, well, especially in Wales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when when I when I saw you were like you know knee deep in snow in some parts, yeah, I'll be honest, a little bit jealous. <laughs> it was it was fun. I, I you know in 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 my eyes, there's nothing. There's no better weather than that. I know. I love it. I love that you know cold. Obviously, it's challenging. Yeah. But that's has has its appeal. Um, but more than that, I mean that was that was great. I mean that was only I say only, but it was, it was an eight hour eight hour trip. The next weekend, I uh, went up with a good friend of mine, um, James, who runs a, a, a photography business. Yeah. And he, uh, it's a bit of a personal story to him, really. He he lost his dad, um, I believe it was within the last couple of years. And he tackled a high pass. I think it's the highest mountain pass in the UK called Lara Grew. Yeah. And he, he invited me along to, to walk with him. And I've got to be honest, I didn't really know too much about it. But um, you know, doing a bit of research after we said right, we're going to do it, and we we picked a date. Whether it was wet, windy, dry, yeah. we were just going to go for it. And you know what? One of the best hiking days I've ever had. Certainly one of the longest. Yeah, it was pretty extreme. <laughs> because it, it, well, it took us seventeen hours. I know. I was. I, I remember. I sent you a text, sort of midday. Yeah. And by sort of six, I was yeah, thinking, had lunch then. Uh, yeah, by ta- by six, I was thinking. <laughs> Okay, so um, mountain rescue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. It's, it's a long day. I think um, in hindsight, we probably should have split over two days. Yeah. And there's a boffy up there. We could have stayed. If you definitely want a, a really good train, I mean, I mean, obviously this is long, but if you fancy a couple of training days yeah. out in Scotland, I highly recommend Laragru. But stay at the boffy. We didn't. It was four feet of snow, soft snow. And James isn't a small guy. Yeah. You know, he's six foot three. He, he, by his own admission, he's big boned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so he went straight through that four foot of snow. Yeah. And you imagine that. It took us probably about seven hours longer than it would in the summer. Yeah. Because of the conditions. Um, it's very isolated up there. You have to get over. There's no yeah. shops. There's nothing. It's Cairngorms. Um, but yeah, that was fantastic. And you know what? I know we were talking about dangers and things in the last 
in the last episode, um, but about resilience, and James had that in abundance. Yeah. He'd never done a hike longer than three hours. That's that's impressive. And he went 17 hours. That is impressive. And, yeah. I, you know, it highlights a lot of what we're going to talk about today, you know. Um, yeah. Having the right kit. Having the right kit. Yeah. You it's got, so like, important. Like, th- that would have been a complete and total disaster if you hadn't had your yeah. winter equipment with you. Yeah. You know, like um, trekking ice axe, crampons, yeah. proper protective clothing from the cold and wet and things like that. So... Yeah, exactly. And look, if if you if you listen to this, um, we do have a full uh, downloadable kit guide. If you're interested, if you do go to the uh, the show notes, it will be in there. But obviously, if you're listening, if you go to bit.ly forward slash BC Equipment Guide, the BC is capitals and then Equipment Guide, you'll be able to get the full trekking equipment list that we put together for high altitude trekking. Uh, in the Himalayas, but you know it's it's very. Um, you can use it on any high altitude yeah. trip, really. I mean, it doesn't have to be just yeah. base camp. You can be Kili, it can be Machu Picchu, um, but it's got everything in there. Highly recommend you download that. We'll be going into a little more detail about specific equipment on this episode, but if you you know if you get yourself put the kettle on, sit down your Sunday afternoon, have a little read through it. It's quite comprehensive. I think it's over like 30, 35 pages. But I highly recommend it because yeah. you, you might get some, um, well, you will find some real nuggets in there or gleam of golden nuggets. Gleam, a, gleam of golden it. nugget, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right. Yeah. Should we should we get into the episode? Dave? Yeah, why not? Let's crack on. Okay. So when it comes to equipment then, I mean, yeah, that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? You know, yeah. What equipment you need to smash your next track. And yeah, when it comes to equipment, you there's, there's certain equipment that stands out that you really need on each trip. Yeah. Base camp. What would you say would be the one piece you wouldn't live without on on, oh, on the EBC trip? Good question. Sorry, Dave. Put you in the position there. No, no. <laughs> do, do, do you know what? There's, there, yeah, that is a toughie. There's so many really crucial bits of kit that I actually bring with me. Yeah. You know, one thing's of like, I'm going to exclude the obvious, like my boots, yeah. my down jacket and stuff like that. I'm going to exclude those items because hopefully they go without saying. Um, but I was going to say they'd be. Really important, Dave. Yeah, they would be really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. The one piece of kit that I really wouldn't want to live without when I go to Everest Base Camp... Uh, I, I t- do you know what I'm going to go with? Yeah. I'm going to go with my... The latest baseball cap that I've bought. It's really? perfect. I run hot. I sweat incredibly. Even when it's cold, I'll sweat. Yeah. And I've always struggled to find a, a baseball cap that I like. Yeah. Um, it keeps now. This one is like um, it's by an American mate called Filson, um, and it's it, it's like a trucker cap, but it's netted all over the top. Really? Yeah. It just lets all the heat out. And you wore this on the last trip. I wore it on the last trip. It was, it, I wasn't with you. It, it fundamentally changed my trekking experience. Nice. I see all these people with baseball caps, and I've wanted to join them, but I can't because my head just cooks, and it just <laughs> ends up soaking. But this was brilliant. It kept the sun out my eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I if if I wanted to keep the sun off my head, I'd just put a buff on or something like that. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it counts as the one piece that I couldn't live without. But um, <laughs> I was gonna say it definitely. Um, actually, uh, do you know what? From a stylish perspective, my sunglasses. Yeah, that's that's the one bit of kit I yeah. wouldn't do a every space camp trip if I didn't have my sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that you know, thinking about it logically, yeah, I'm gonna go with sunglasses. Okay, okay. Well, well I'm gonna I'm gonna now. You can't say sunglasses, but I'm gonna fire it back at you. Well, I'm gonna go boring because I, I I do believe this is the most important part. And yeah, you, you know what I'm gonna say. Um, but yeah, when it comes to your boots, I truly believe if there's one piece on any 
especially when it comes to multi-day trekking. Yeah. You have to have the right boots. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I do know people that have turned up, bought boots in Kathmandu, and they've done the trek without any hassle. But yeah. I also know it can cause it, aggro. Well, you man, know? I mean, <laughs> like, it. I, I'm something of like a degenerate when it comes to these. I, I think <laughs> I own nine, maybe ten pairs of boots. But that's <laughs> largely because of my struggle yeah. to find a pair that I can live with. Um, do you know what? Uh, we were on a training weekend in September, I believe. Yeah. And one of our customers, Kiara, um, she was trekking in a pair of boots I thought looked pretty cool, like old school kind of leather ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mendel Bhutan's, right? They're not cheap. Yeah. Um, but certainly, you know, well-priced. 200 quid, let's go. Let's be specific. 200 quid. Um, I bought a pair, and they have... Uh, combined with some of these uh, new insoles I bought, yeah, yeah. they have revolutionised my trekking experience. Really? I can go down hills now, and Well, that is an improvement. That is an improvement. <laughs> I mean, you... you, 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 you know. I'm only joking. No, yeah, you're yeah, right. You've seen yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you do take... Yeah, you are... Ungainly. Slower on the downhills, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I look ridiculous. It's like, imagine, like, an albatross trying to walk across rocks. That level of ungainly sort of flow. That is definitely analogy of the week. Do you think that's it? Do you think that's my analogy of the week? Is it? The, I am like an, uh, an uh, yeah, like an uh, like yeah, like a like a sort of albatross wings agape trying to walk across rocks. That used to be me going downhill. Now I am as sure-footed as a mountain goat. Nice. Let me tell you, it's 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 fascinating the difference. If you get the feet right, my yeah. knees no longer hurt. I don't get like hip ache. It's 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 from the it's been revolutionary from the toes yeah, yeah. to the tip of my head. Well, mate, I think yeah, it's important, isn't it? And and as you said, you found a pair of boots now. It's taken you uh, many pairs, many pairs. But it just shows how important it is yeah. because uh, you know the, on the Everest Base Camp track, it's very undulating. Yeah, you can even on the descent, your ascent in terms of climbing per day is probably six or seven hundred meters. Yeah, even though you're going down. Yeah, so uh, you know you still need versatile boots the topography of nepal is yeah, yeah it's got a sense of humor let's put it that way <laughs> um yeah, yeah, has, yeah you know it's there is no there's no flat it doesn't exist yeah you know you are a climbing or descending yeah. um and that's it yeah very very well made i think yeah so in, in terms of yeah one piece of kit mine would definitely have to be boots but you know, ultimately you could get away with it. I know people who turn up, they don't even wear boots. Yeah. They just wear trekking shoes. But as you yeah. know, I mean, I, I highly, if you listen to this and you, you're going on an Everest Base Camp track, we always recommend having, you know, a little bit of ankle support because you don't want to roll an ankle. Yeah. You don't want that you know, the first couple of days just because you want to try and not be the hero, but, you know, well, not have their extra protection. Roll an ankle and you're game over. You know, exactly. you, you may as well have the extra protection. Not to mention, right, I was there... Uh, a couple of weeks back, a few yeah, weeks yeah. back now, and it was cold. Yeah, those the boots give you extra insulation. You know, if you've yeah, got the shoes, good point. They're just, they're just, just the, you know, my feet were warm the whole time. Um, yeah, so we recommend boots. We're a proponent for boots um, yeah. and sunglasses and caps. And sunglasses, yeah. the cap, the cap. Yeah, uh, not <laughs> crucial, but um, yeah, it's revolutionised my my cap wearing experience. To be honest, and another thing, I mean, you said cap. I mean, for me, I, I burn easy. Mm. So a cap will... I mean, it's important. When oh. you're a high altitude, the air's thinner. Yeah. You've got to protect your face well, and your nose. Being from Wales, you know, <laughs> we have we don't often see the sun. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a Welsh word for sun. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, i tell you what, here's an interesting question. Okay. Desert island discs. 
Excluding all the useful items, what's the one luxury item you would you would take with you on a trek? So, so this is what they do in Desert Island Disc. I'll give you the Bible, the complete right. works of Shakespeare, and you're allowed to take one luxury item. What's it going to be? What are those two? Are, are uh, no, so, so I'll give you those two. You can have I can those. Take something else, but it can't be useful. Uh... So it can't be like a knife or anything like that. It's a luxury item. A luxury item. It's a bloody good question. Luxury item. I mean. It's weird though because when you're on a trek, the luxury items yeah. are never there. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you can take them with you, like um, bars of Snickers. Yeah. Um, some nuts. Yeah. Wet wipes and treats. Wet wipes are a bloody luxury, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, if you're listening, wet wipes should definitely be on 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 the list. Hundred percent. But if it was a luxury item. Yeah, good one, mate. Very good one. You, you think, can tell you, this you is know, unscripted. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know, I know. Typically, but. I think it'd have to be a bed warmer. Luxury. And obviously, if there's yeah. electricity there, I mean, I know we do have it sometimes when we're lucky. No, with this no. space. Yeah, you're, you're allowed. Imagine it, if, yeah. if you could have that each On day. On this fictional really nice. Everest Base Camp Desert yeah. Island, you're allowed that. A nice, okay. yeah, yeah, I like that. And you? Um, do you know what? All of that time you were thinking of yours, you would have thought I'd have thought of mine. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't I'll know. give you time. Uh, it's, uh, mm, good question. I don't know whether a pet. Maybe my anchor power bank, but I don't know yeah. whether that considers too useful. That's no, that is useful, isn't it? I mean, yeah. anchor. I mean, having power is, and if you bring your phone, yeah, if you bring in your GoPro or anything like that, needs energy. I suppose not yeah. always electricity at high altitude. We should say other brands are available. <laughs> yeah. I, I have tried many. My favorite is this twenty six thousand eight hundred amp. Was it amp power? Uh, I think it's called. Yeah, it's it's, it's based. Basically, 26,000 means it's huge. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it, big. It, you know, it's a weighty item. I sacrificed <clears throat> maybe a couple of extra base layers for it. Um, but yeah, no, maybe that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So we know then, if we're ever on a desert island, I'll have an electric blanket and, and I'll have a power bank. Yeah, so, yeah. Really sexy. Yeah. So, well, to, be honest, <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, there's a useful exchange there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I can, yeah, pa- I can yeah, power yeah. it, you can warm it. So, yeah, you know, and okay. uh, yeah, if you want to, I'll have to have a lend if you want to use my power. <laughs> um, so with, with equipment then, obviously, it's, it's massively important. Yeah. With, is there a couple of like, maybe secret things that you use that probably wouldn't be on a normal list, for example? Um, there's a couple of things that I that I use. And generally, it's come from experience it's yeah cock-ups really yeah you know um either complacency or little mistakes or yeah. things that have happened out of my control that have led me to you know just think that yeah i'm gonna pack that yeah um there's a couple of things one of them is always um duck uh, duct tape i nice. always pack duct tape yeah yeah and um because of duct tape i always now check my gear correctly and pack spares of things because of duct tape because <laughs> i i just Put it in my bag and I didn't yeah, think yeah. about it. And I've prepared my, I've uh, repaired my water bladder before. Really? Yeah. It's leaking. Just, yeah. It's just I had yeah, a yeah. roll of gorilla tape in my pack and yeah. I just put it over there. Perfect seal. Nice. Um, it was great. My bag was wet all day because I lost some water, but you know, I didn't lose Kept all of it. it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I repaired boots before. Wow. Yeah, when my laces broke and I just strapped them, strapped them up, and there was a result. I always check my gear nice. to make sure there's not rips. And uh, I always carry laces. Um, but I suppose one of the most important ones that I have. Now, back in, I think it was August. No, I in July. can't remember. Yeah. But I was with some Evertrackers and we were going up um, an informal meetup with some people I met on the trail in April. Um, we oh, went yeah, up, yeah. Ben Nevis. Right? Yeah, we did Ben Nevis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah by, by the CMD route. Nice. Um, so we went like yeah, about a third of the way up the tourist route. Yeah. Shoot off to the left, go up to this cabin, yeah. climb up this 
steep as all <coughs> hell ridge yeah. and then follow the ridge line to the summit. It was great. One Now, I packed about three and a half litres of water with me, which is normally enough that's for enough me. For a that, day that's out. enough normally, for a day out. Isn't it? Yeah. Normally, yeah. Not this day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. We were about nine hours all in all, and the, it was scorching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so hot. You've got to be careful up there, haven't you? Yeah, it's insane. And I'm, I run hot and I sweat a lot. Yeah. And I ran out of water probably three hours before the end of the trip. Oof, Dave. And man, all I could think about was in the back of my van was my water like purifier, <sighs> the bottle of water with a filter in it. So I could have filled up from any stream, any yeah. burn and just been totally fine. Well, and- I, I, talking about water filters, keep a close eye on this because we... Although we use water purifiers in Everest Base Camp, yeah. we're soon to be releasing um, some of our own bottled purifiers that we can yeah. use on your trip. So definitely keep a lookout on our Facebook page uh, and on the website as well. We'll be, yeah. we'll be advertising those because you can buy one yeah. very They're, soon. And, uh, and I wish you you wish you would have had one too, yeah, Dave. Yeah, honestly. I mean, and this is absolutely genuine. Um, you know, and I was with Stuart, uh, Kate, Rasheen, all of these guys, we Have all, uh, um, yeah, yeah, Colin, yeah. absolute beast of a guy, uh, customer Dave, and we absolutely, yeah, it was it was a grueler, it was a grueler. Yeah. We all got sunburned, it was it was insane, but yeah, the biggest thing was the water. When you yeah. run out of water and you run out of water four hours before the end of a hot day, yeah, like I run out of water a couple of times, you know, you know, an hour before the end of the trip, it's nothing. You don't think about it. This was bad. Yeah, this was got to be careful with that. Yeah, but, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was it. So I, I carry it everywhere. I have it now. No, you are right. When it comes to water filters, I mean, hydration is huge. Yeah, you know, I, I know you've used that in the UK and using it on a trek, a high altitude. Yeah, especially in Nepal, you know, next to the rivers, you could easily fill up. Yeah, I mean, I know on, on our trips we do use water filters anyway. Yeah, um, you know, you through buckets, but ultimately, if you took a water filter bottle with you, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great shout. Well, it's a great shout. It's a life hack when you're out there. Yeah, yeah. Because there are little things like brushing your teeth. You know, when you want to brush your teeth at night and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you can just get water from anywhere, put it in the filter, job done. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, to be honest, we've cracked the water system on, at least on the base camp yeah. track now. Yes. But certainly for things like um, Killy, we'll be doing the same. Yeah, we'll be rolling that um, out, definitely. But you know what? These, these things are like, they're like condoms. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I got to change my analogy of the week to... (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good. Um, Yeah, I mean, when it comes to... I mean, just just sort of moving on, we talk about... Obviously, we've got the equipment. Yeah. Now, we don't want to go through every piece of equipment tonight because, you know, it's going to take ages. So I I do recommend you download the guide if you're you're interested. Don't forget, it's in the show notes. But... Important as well is your duffel bag because you've got to carry everything you're taking with you. Yeah. Now, if you do book onto an Everest trip, obviously, you know, uh, Dave, you know what, what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. But you do get um, an 80 litre uh, duffel bag yeah. to use. So you can put put your gear in there, you know, your sleeping bag, all the other stuff that you need in the duffel bag and leave the other one back at the hotel. Yeah. Works absolutely a treat, but some people do take their own, don't they? I mean, we, I mean, we do sometimes. Yeah, I, I got a duffel bag of my own, which I use for like you know traveling and stuff like that yeah. because it's just an easy, robust thing to use, um, and I can just you know throw it around. But yeah, it's it's actually one of the one of the FAQs. You know, what do you do with your luggage before you go on a trek yeah. with everything that you don't need for the trip? 
And yeah, you just lock it in the hotel, leave it there, take yeah. an Ever Evertrek bag with you. Um, I'm I'm very proud of the bags, actually. One thing... They're, they're you, really good, aren't they? People yeah. don't believe From us. Nepal. People don't believe it a lot of the time when we tell them you get to keep it. Take it home with you, it's yours. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I would love it if people started tagging me in, you know, the Ever bag. <laughs> See, I want to know where it's taken them, you know? Well, there but, we are. If you're listening um, and you have a picture of the duffel bag, yeah. then this is a challenge for you. Um, why don't you post a picture on Instagram or Facebook, tag Evertrek and use hashtag Everbag. And let's, yeah. let's see let's see what we can do. Let's see if anyone posts on there. Yeah, why not? So yeah, and yeah, if you do, I'll next time I see you, I'll give you a big hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um but yeah, I, I you know, when it comes to the duffel bag, obviously it 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 is important. Yeah. You get one with us, um, which is great. And yeah, I just thought I'd mention it because you can have all the equipment you like. Yeah. Where are you going to put it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm really like, I suppose the big ticket items really are the duffel bag, yeah. the down jacket, and the sleeping bag. Yeah. And those, is this a coincidence, And But when you book on, you get, <laughs> although you get to keep the bag and you get completely free rental of the other two items. You can use the other two, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I do recommend get a, um, a liner for the bag. Because yeah. the bags are not brand new. They are clean and sanitary. Um, but most people psychologically like to yeah. sleep in something that no one else has slept in. The uh, the liner is a cheap yeah, fix. Yeah, liners. Yeah, it's what, 15, 20 pounds. You yeah. get a decent liner. Exactly. Yeah, also, it's, it's another little life hack on the mountains because you'd yeah. be surprised how warm they keep you. If you get a nice, good quality silk liner, yeah, um, quite insulative, yeah, it's, it's great. And so we talk about, you know, the equipment, so the optional stuff. I yeah. mean, we, you know, we, we've, we've, been on trips multiple times now yeah there's things that we took on one trip we didn't i know there's one that's quite big that especially early on i didn't really use that much i do now because i know the benefits of it is trekking poles yeah yeah um i remember the first trip i did i took one i say i took one i bought one in Kathmandu. yeah because i you know i was carrying my gopro i didn't i, I wanted to keep my hands a bit free yeah you know because you never know a mixed terrain you, you want to keep a hand free just in case you fall but now I, you know, in the last couple of treks of high altitude, I find it massively easier using two. Yeah, gives you a bit of a rhythm. Your body's more balanced. So you imagine you're using one arm all the time. Yeah, you're going to be your posture's going to be rubbish. You know, it's just a lot easier, especially on the downs. You mentioned earlier about your boots and on the downs. Yeah, trekking poles. I, I think the stats are roughly that if you use trekking poles on the descent, looks after reduces the effect on your knees by thirty percent. Yeah, it's which is huge. Absolutely true. Days, you know? To be honest, I never used to use two. Um, I heard a lot of good things about adopting a two-stick approach, yeah. but I never did. And to be honest, like I did a lot of treks and I never really didn't strictly notice the benefit until <laughs> right knee decided it didn't want to play ball and I yeah. started nursing a little issue and using trekking poles. It didn't just like, you know, mask the issue while yeah. I was trekking. It, it helped the issue. Now, if I go on a trek without my trekking poles, like one or two, yeah. I don't notice it. But the trekking poles have made a huge difference. Yeah, and even on, even on relatively flat terrain, um, you think, you know, half a mile, yeah. they'll make no difference. If you're doing a 26-miler or something like that. Yeah, that's going to help. Yeah, it makes a huge 100%. difference. It makes a huge difference. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of trekking poles. Unlike everything, you know, being the degenerate that I am, I have to, like, try out quite a few <laughs> different options. Yeah. there's I mean, there's plenty of options out there, and you can spend a lot of money on trekking poles. Yeah, you can go a bit, you can go a bit crazy with it, and... I'll be, I'll be honest, I, I'm probably one of those people. But uh, <laughs> but only but that uh, I suppose I justify it by the virtue of my job. But actually, 
you know, if if you're looking at getting poles for the first time and stuff yeah. like that, there are really good poles out there that you don't have to spend like you a couple buy hundred in, quid on. You could buy them in Kathmandu too. I mean, yeah. if you if you come with us and you arrive in Kathmandu and you think, well, I don't want to spend a lot of money on trekking poles. Um, when you arrive, uh, you know, you meet your guide. They can always take you to one of the local stores or have a walk around Tamil. You can just find them there. Yeah, There's plenty of options for around £10. Tamil is like, you know... Mecca for trekkers, really. Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's it's crazy. You One can of my get favorite places. Yeah, I mean, you can get a lot of sort of you know North Face Chinese edition. Yeah, um, but they're you know they're really good shops. Like one of the great uh, last time we were in there, mm. we went to um, uh, a local shop. We saw it in uh, Kathmandu, and we saw it in Namshi called Sonam. Sonam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a Nepalese make, and. Um, they got some pretty interesting stuff. Okay, they're a really good mid-range sort of brand, you know. Yeah. And um, just just to, just to clarify, we're not associated in any way with this brand. <laughs> yeah. I happened to need a fleece when I was in Namshi. Yeah. Um, because the one that I bought, you know, I, I don't know. I don't was know. Was it good, Nick? Was it? Yeah. No, it, 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 I've had it for a few years, and it was like an old trusty favorite. Yeah. And then I saw this other one, and I was like, no, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't. You know, that leads me onto another thing. You know, it, it is about keeping your kit in good nick as well. You know, yeah. like I get a bit sentimental about things. You know, like I wore my first pair of boots like way too long because yeah, I didn't want hardly anything left on the sole. Yeah, because I didn't want to give them up. But <laughs> but actually now I'm. I don't really feel sentimental about it. I just want my yeah. stuff to work. Well, you want it to work. You want, like, comfort. Yeah. Plus, you know, if it's winter and you're on a bit of terrain that's, you know, you've got a steep edge next to you, you want good grip, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You want to be thinking, I could slip at any moment here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you need to have decent boots. I mean, that's, I think, one of the most important things about equipment. Yeah. It's not about having all the equipment. It's about having the right equipment. Yes. You know, so if you're going out in winter conditions... And you haven't thought about carrying an ice axe. You haven't thought about bringing crampons. Yeah. You haven't got good winter boots. Yeah. Um, insulated clothing and you know stuff that protects you from both the wind, yeah. the cold, and the wet. Then you're not adequately prepared. Yeah. Equally yeah. so, you know, if you wore all of that on a summer's day, oof, you know. Yeah, that's just silly, isn't it? You're gonna cook. Yeah, it's just, and it's. Randolph Fiennes, um, I had the pleasure of, of meeting Randolph Fiennes, uh, Sir Randolph Fiennes last year, mm-hmm. September, about two days before I went to Everest Base Camp with my sister. And and here's one of his famous quotes, uh, was it, no such thing as, as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing. Yeah. And I really believe that. It's why I don't use umbrellas, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's a personal joke. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'll own up to it. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to deal with this now is just to own own it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, I just want to. Yeah, I, I used an umbrella one time. You know, when was that? Uh, it was in the Himalaya. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I'll be honest. It was on the last day. Yeah, you... on the way to Lukla. Yeah, and I just want to point out that I gifted away my waterproof jacket to another trekker. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. You know, Fair being news, being yeah. the martyr that I am, and as I gave it away. The monsoon decided to have one last crack. That was epic rain, wasn't it? That was yeah, uh, late late September, early October, and it lashed down for four hours. But you know what? I was walking along thinking, "Oh, I'm a hardcore trekker. I can deal with this." Yeah. And then uh, local Sherpa fella walking down the road, big grin on his face, you know, nodded at me and said, "Namaste, umbrella." <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, if it, you know, I'm I'm going to learn from the locals." And I went in, and yeah, I, I bought the most expensive umbrella ever purchased in, Cam- in Nepal. <laughs> Good man, I remember that. And I was thinking, yeah, fair dues, because you, you went in someone's house or something. Uh, well, or it was like a little store. Well, it was like it? A, it was like a little store. But yeah. I said to the guy, "I need an umbrella," and he said he didn't have one. 
And I was like, well, you know. How much? <laughs> how much? <laughs> I was like, how much for this umbrella that you don't have? Yeah. And after, you know, some thousand rupees, he, he produced an umbrella. And um, it wasn't brand new. But, but it, was, it did the job of it, it. It was waterproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like a tour guide. <laughs> you know, follow the umbrella. I wonder if Sir Ranulph Fiennes would ever wear an umbrella. I have a feeling that Sir Ranulph Fiennes would... I'd like to ask him, you know. Yeah, he, he, would, do, <laughs> he would do whatever he needed to do. Yeah, that's very true. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I have to be honest, you know, um, Dave knows uh, as, as much as I'm into um, trekking and climbing and everything, I also like golf. And I've yeah. used an umbrella or two when I'm playing golf. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, um, I hear many golfists, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. They're not bloody called golfists. Um, but no, you, I know, you have to keep your golf bats dry. and. Um... <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, when it comes to, uh, yeah, when it comes to clothing you need, it is key that you have the right stuff, Yeah, isn't it? And look, with, with, this, um, with this episode, that's where we wanted to sort of talk about bits of equipment without telling you, right, you can have this, 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 this. If that's the case and you and the specific information, as I mentioned before, definitely download the, the trekking equipment guide. It's in the show notes. But if you're listening, it's bit.ly, so L-Y forward slash BC equipment guide. And you can download our trekking equipment guide. It'll also just give you a little introduction to what equipment we recommend on, on Everest Base Camp. Um, also as well, before we leave, obviously this is our second episode, but yeah. we want to get get out there and this to be listened by as many people as possible. So if you've enjoyed it, do subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a little review as well if you're on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, you know, depends obviously if you've got Android or Apple phone. But um, it's awesome to to you know get this out there and hopefully make a difference out if you, if you're planning a, a trek or climb a high altitude. Um, and yeah, Dave. So final word, mate. I'll leave it with you again. Um, yeah, I think the final word. I think it's. Yeah, it's not about having all the kit. Yeah, it's about having the right kit. Yeah, um, yeah. and if I can leave for anybody with any advice, it's do your research. Um, use the guide. Yeah, I wish the guide existed before you know when I first went to base camp. Yeah. It didn't. Um, and uh, also, we have a an amazing um, Facebook group. Yeah, we do, which, which is a Brilliant. really powerful community. Um, it's it's sort of run by us, but. Not really. I mean, we own it, but we don't really... You guys run it. Yeah. You know, um, High Altitude Evertrek is on Facebook. It's a community of people um, who have come together, and it's, it's far-reaching. It's not even just people that have gone on trips with us. You know, there are people that have gone on to base camp with other companies, but yeah. have found the group useful. Um, and actually, I welcome it, you know, because yeah. what that group is about is what this podcast is about. It's open to everybody and anybody that's got the interest that we have, and we hope that you're able to... Uh, find something useful. Absolutely. Yeah, um, it's a great group, isn't it? And um now you're right. Bang on. You got to have the um you know having the right kit is yeah. at the right time as well. Yeah. Because exactly. you can, you know, there's lots of different times you can get to Nepal, uh, get to Everest Base Camp not just Nepal. Um whether you're going in like late autumn, which is very cold. I mean, you were trekking it was cold. It was really cold, yeah. But you could go in say May. And it's relatively warm. Relatively warm. But, you know, so slightly different equipment. Yeah. And also, I think, expect the unexpected and prepare. Yeah. You know, um, prepare for any eventuality, um, you know, because it's particularly in, you know, we've been in Brecon before. Mountains yeah. are changeable. The mountains are unpredictable. Yeah. You know, so pack light, waterproof stuff with you. I don't know. You know, an intelligent approach, as I always say. You yeah. know, I'm not a fan of winging it. 
I like to no. know that, you know, things have been adequately controlled. But, you know, another thing I want to put out there is that this is my absolute favorite subject. So, <laughs> you know, I'm if if you want to call me <laughs> and have a conversation about this, uh, yeah, I'd be more than, more than willing to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, our, our contact details are on the in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to, to email uh, info at evertrek.co.uk, um, there's also, you know, if you've got any questions about anything to do with equipment, just fire them our way. Or if you're a member of the Facebook group, just add a little post. Yeah. I'm sure you get heaps of answers from the Evertrekkers on there. Yeah. And, you know, um, we, we, like I said, we, we don't, we own the group, but we do, um, you know, we'll, we'll jump in from time to time and, and, and throw our, yeah. uh, our two pennies worth in there. But predominantly, yeah, we just take a step back mm. and we let you guys, you know, work together. And yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Good man. All right. Cheers, Dave. It's been another awesome episode. Yeah, absolutely. Let's lo- looking forward to the next one. I'm looking forward to Analogy of the Week next week as well. Yeah. Uh, um, can't wait for that. Yeah. Maybe I'll actually do one next week. We'll see. Yeah. I, that, that, I'll be honest, that would help um, because I don't actually think these things through beforehand. They, I just I just got to try, uh, you know, I'm going to contradict myself now. I just wing it. <laughs> you wing it with that stuff, but mate, that's very good. Okay. Well, look, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, see you next week and uh, yeah, have an awesome week, whatever you're up to in the mountains or in life. Yep. All the best guys. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye.